You're listening to the Everyday Astrology Podcast. I'm Hilary Scott, your astrologer, and I'm here to bring you the current planetary conditions. So, I hope you're doing well. There's still a lot going on in the cosmos. This whole year, we're under the influence of a square between Saturn in Aquarius and Mars, or not Mars, Uranus in Taurus. And it's it's like the fight or the battle between control and freedom is going on. And that kind of blankets the whole year's energy. So on one level, the, the Saturnian energy likes to be, you know, the rule maker and the boss and, you know, government and big business and telling us what to do and how to do it. And in Aquarius, I think it ties very much into like technology and how the technology is being used. Even with the vaccine, Moderna calls their vaccine, if you read through their information, they call their um, mRNA vaccine a, a technology, an actual operating system. So get that into the human population and then who knows what kind of upgrades they'll be giving us. At the same time, I think with Uranus in Taurus, Uranus is like a it's, a, it's a wild card. It's a freedom fighter. It wants us to evolve and it, it uses technology. And in fact, it's one of the rulers of astrology. So it likes higher ideas and liberation. And it's, it's very much the antithesis to Saturn, which is trying to like you know, control us and keep us locked down. And and Uranus is like, no, we got to be free because we need to evolve. And if we're locked down, even just metaphorically, then we're, we're, we're trapped. And so there's this like, we're all experiencing this very discordant energy, obviously. <laughs> Look what's going on on the planet. So, but it's also like it'll be on like the macrocosm going on, you know, in the on the world stage, but also in our own lives somewhere as well. There will be this kind of like possible battle between freedom and um, I guess control and structure. So we we might be, you know, depending especially where it is in your personal chart, it might be more like acute for you if it's hitting one of your angles or one of your planets. If it's not, then it might just be something that doesn't overly concern you and you're not too bothered about. But it definitely is playing out on the world stage. And now that we have, we've had the equinox and a bunch of planets have moved into Aries and that gives us like Chiron is there, Venus is there, and Mercury is there as well as the sun and the moon. And we have a new moon on the 11th of April and it's a very powerful new moon because there is so much Aries energy that's very um like it, it's it's like the the first sign of the zodiac so it has this like oomph it hasn't like tempered itself with rules and regulations and discipline so it isn't Aries isn't the kind of energy that you can tell what to do it's very much doing its own thing and doesn't care a lick about what anybody else thinks about what it's doing, which I personally always admire about Aries characters. It can also be like very selfish and unconcerned about others, which is sort of the flip side of that same trait. But I think for humanity right now to have all these planets there, I think, and also that even the fact that Chiron is there, the wounded healer, it gives us 
a chance to maybe really see how wounded maybe our collective identity is, how, you know, there, there's a lot going on right now. And a lot of us are, are affected, whether, you know, by what we believe in the mainstream narrative or how that's actually affecting our personal lives. Like in Canada, they're relocking everything down right now where I am. My little nephew, nephews have to wear masks full-time in school all day long. They have to, apparently there's even talk about um, them shut, oh, they shut, reshut down all the restaurants. And apparently there's, there's a hum about shutting down the schools again. And though in Texas, they decided, screw this, we're just going to do what we want and we're not going to mask and we're not going to tell people what, can, what they can do and everybody can go back to work. And it's been about a month now and the cases keep dropping. So I'm surprised they're not just messing with those numbers and, and y- yanking the cases back up. But apparently Texas and, and they're like, do it how you want is causing the cases to drop. So it's all very fishy. But I think that that is possibly with all this Aries energy, we'll, we'll, people will see it. People are going to be like, wait a minute, this is very much affecting my life and it's wounding my relationships and it's wounding my connection to reality or the things I love to do, which Chiron is all about our wounds, right? So anybody that has Chiron in Aries, often there's like a, a, a wound to your very essence, like that your very sense of self and even, and, and being rejected just for being yourself is probably a theme in your life. So if you do have Chiron in Aries, that's not that easy. I mean, Chiron's never easy where it is, but it'll definitely be triggering even more of that stuff for you right now. So yeah, and if you are in Aries, Chiron's coming through your sign right now. So it it's, you know, all of our shame and humiliation and frustration and feeling like we're not good enough or worthy enough or lovable enough. Like all of that is being triggered right now, however that might be happening. Even I know a lot of people are dealing with like the the frustration of, you know, really believing that that all this is very dangerous and taking these new medical treatments is dangerous. And yet family members are off rolling up their sleeves for this, what seems to be, you know, genocide going on on one level, or maybe it, it really is what they're telling us. That is the tricky business that's going on, especially with having Mars and Neptune, that's that's the thing is we can't see. We can't see straight. We're, we're like being misled. Oftentimes, you know, both actually Gemini and the Piscean Neptunian energy can be known to tell white lies or to deceive or to tell untruths. And not that they're necessarily doing it to be malicious, but that there's so many storylines going around in their very active imaginations all the time that oftentimes mistruths will come through. So we are in this time, and especially on the 9th, we're going to feel like Mercury, or not Mercury, Mars and Neptune are in this major situation. So we are heading up to that time, and and you're likely, you know, feeling it. There's so much going on. There's so much, um, oh, really, like it's even hard to articulate the stuff that's going on in the world right now or put it under the the blanket of astrology and try to explain it. You can, but it's still interesting how many different ideas and how many opinions are in the world. There's there's a very 
I don't know, it makes me think of the Tower of Babel and there's just so many different stories and and things to believe and what not to believe and gaslighting going on. So hopefully that's not happening in your personal life and it's more a world stage situation. But with Neptune connecting to Mars like that, the fact that we can understand or clearly see things is very unlikely. So keep that in mind. And then like the whole year, we've got the power struggle between the rules and the need to be free happening as well. So that is quite a conglomerate of planets. But even things like there's a lot of, like I find gaslighting situations where I remember when they were first rolling out the vaccine and talking about the two months of testing that they did. They talked about how pregnant women or anybody wanting to get pregnant in in the near future should not get vaccinated, that they don't know what kind of long-term um, statistics there are for that, that there's a possibility of increase in miscarriage because of proteins attacking the placenta and all these sort of unknowns. So they thought just, they, they meant, they told everybody, this is, you can still dig up these articles that no, don't do it, pregnant women shouldn't do it. But yet now I just went and looked today because I'm just shocked by it because I read an article about this massive like 480% increase in miscarriages between December and March, which seems a pretty high number. And all of the fact checkers are like, no, it's perfectly fine for pregnant women to get the the vaccine. It's perfectly fine for them. All, everybody's saying it, all the different articles. No, it's okay. And I'm like, when did this change exactly? Nothing has changed. It's only a few months later. Like, how come all of a sudden, everywhere that you look in the press and the mainstream media is telling us, no, no, it's okay if pregnant women want to do it. But while they were rolling everything out in the beginning, they were warning against it. That's the sort of gaslighting business that makes any of this really hard to believe or or get behind in any way. So remember that with Neptune and Mars in this big square, exact on the ninth, we aren't going to be seeing things clearly. So keep that in mind if there's a big decision to make or, you know, even if you're trying to convince somebody of something, like it's going to be impossible. Communication is just not going to be clear. Your energy will probably be very low too. Or you'll find yourself in an argument about it because you are trying, the Mars energy will fire you up too. So be careful with that. Um, Saturday, the day before the new moon, so we're leading up to the new moon, you might find that you're like, have extra energy or depending on how you react to the moon or the opposite and you just are sleepy and want to relax. And we, we are in a Pisces moon leading up to the new moon, which is often a very sleepy, dreamy, like you need to rest and recuperate and follow your energy. It's very important to follow your energy and protect your energy, clear your energy like have showers of light and, you know, breathe in clean, healthy energy and breathe out stagnation and just keep very grounded in your body, occupy your body, but rest because we need to kind of recuperate. The Saturday, there is a really nice, the 10th, there's a really nice um, sextile between Mercury and Saturn and between Venus and Jupiter and between the moon and Saturn. That all gives us like an opportunity, an opportunity to think clearly, an opportunity to clarify you know, what we value and what we want to bring into the world. It can be very like fortunate, lucky things happen or opportunities come by. So you want to be open to opportunity. Keep your eyes on the horizon. Things are changing, like the landscape underneath us is changing so quickly and if you're in a job in, in which you can like have the freedom to be who you are, 
great. If you're not, then try to find like an area where you're not controlled, like where you have power over what you're doing with your time. And if you're going to wear a mask or not wear a mask, or if you're going to do be vaccinated or not be vaccinated, just make sure that you're focusing on creating a life that allows you these sorts of freedoms. I think that's important right now. And your mind will be clear. You'll be getting ideas. Like you'll be getting lucky breakthroughs in thought and maybe be able to be very disciplined in what you need to get accomplished. Your your focus should be really good with Saturn sextiling that energy. Like you'll be able to be like, I know what I need to focus on. I'm going to get it done. I'm going to sit down. And you might even find it quite inspired and joyful, which is really lovely when you combine discipline and joy and inspiration. What more could you want? It's pretty much top notch right there. On the new moon, which will be happening at exactly 7.31 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on the 11th, we will be, this is where this whole Aries, this is the first new moon of the year. It's powerfully, um, like, it's kind of like a slingshot of energy with this forward thrust that we have. And also with Mercury and Venus and the moon and the sun and Chiron all there, there, there is like this healing ability is is there too. Because once we feel where our wounds are and get in touch with them, then we can move past them and we can utilize what we know to empower us to help others or heal others or whatever whatever you can do to contribute your evolutionary energy to the collective whole would be very good right now. So finding a way to do that. Also, like with all this Aries energy, we really can let go of feeling bad about ourselves or like we're unworthy because it's just such bullshit. And it usually, it's usually the people who try to like step outside the norm or think differently. They just get like sort of punished for being the person that, you know, says what they feel or does what they want to do. There's this sort of, oh, we better drug you and keep you complacent because you're not listening. Like the number of ADD kids that are Aries are like probably super high because it's just their natural energy. But instead, you know, society wants to drug them up and keep them sitting still in a classroom all day. Like children should have full-time jobs. So it is, it's definitely an energy that gives us some oomph and some confidence and some certainty and some like not give a shit about what other people think. That is liberating because <laughs> we're taught our whole lives to give a shit and be very careful and and be polite and be, you know, all the things that we need to be to fit in. With Aries here, it's like, actually, who are you and what do you want to do and how are you going to move forward? It is a fast moving energy. So like you still want to keep focused on being grounded because being grounded, don't, you know, don't take dangerous motorcycle rides or, you know, do dangerous things. You don't walk in dangerous neighborhoods. You want to be like kind of feet on the ground because that's the one thing with the fast moving kind of impetuous energy of Aries is it can be clumsy and prone to accidents and bumping their heads and tripping and, and you know, explosions and things like that. So you want to kind of make sure you're still doing your deep breathing still eating nourishing, enriching foods and making sure that you're getting sunshine and fresh air and all that kind of stuff to to stay grounded. So another big um, aspect during this new moon in Aries is 
the square between Venus and Pluto in Capricorn. So it's Venus in Aries and Pluto in Capricorn. And it's, that is like such a tricky energy because oftentimes too, it will have to do with like a sense of unworthiness or like um, being in, in an abusive relationship, being kind of like a doormat or used, or it's definitely a power energy um, aspect. So like power struggles, having power over someone or losing your power in some way. So the value of power is very important. But with Venus in Aries trying to be its good old self and Saturn or Pluto in Capricorn, I can't decide whether Pluto, one aspect of Pluto in Capricorn is is like the oligarchy taking control of everything and trying to depopulate humanity or if Pluto and Capricorn is actually ripping it up from the roots and showing us all that this is happening and showing us the dark side of all of that controls, you know, society and humanity. Or maybe it's both because both those like things going on would fall under the like archetypes or the energetic patterning of Pluto and Capricorn. So I think probably both, like reality has many layers. But with the Venus in in Aries, there is great value in in being free and being allowed to do what we need to do and being ourselves. And even though there's sort of like this sneaky guise about why we should be having our freedoms taken away, nevertheless, it doesn't make logical sense that it's going down the way it's going down. So I think there is a lot of exposure going on and us being able, at least for the things I've realized in the last year that are going on in society, I I can't, it is the great awakening that the stuff is just like shocking. It's absolutely shocking. Even like finding out about the Canadian government uh, taking the Native American children from their homes. This went on up until the 90s. I'm sure this happened in Australia and in New Zealand too, the Commonwealth countries. So they came come in, the RCMP, which is our Royal Canadian Mounted Police, and they would take children from the homes of their parents once they turned six years old and put them into these schools. And 50,000 of them never came home again. And there's mass graves all over Canada hiding them. And we're not supposed to look there. They don't want us. There was a dig that was going on and it was stopped from the top down, which is actually the British royal, British royals that that have control over that because we're a Commonwealth country. So when I learned about that, I mean, I knew that there was that there was residential schools and that abuse went down, but this was like next level evil that went down, like like ritualistic, brutal killings and mass graves and. And this was all done from our government. Our government mandated this. It was a mandate. So for me to have learned that on, and the extent that I didn't know about that, being that I am a Canadian, I'm like, how can you trust anything the government is trying to do? They they try to exterminate an entire people, like right under our noses this whole time. It's It's hideous. So that's the sort of stuff that's like bubbling to the surface of society right now. We're seeing these sorts of atrocities much more clearly, or at least I am. Ugh, God, it's exhausting. But I'd rather know what's happening. I'd rather be informed. I'd rather kind of like see behind the curtain so that I can make informed decisions. And I'm sure that you would rather be informed too. Like, how can we know 
what to do if we're being lied to. So find the truth. I think if you make like truth your like your North Star that you're always aiming for, like truth and love and happiness and self-expression and freedom and all of that, then, and abundance, throw abundance in there, then you will like line up with the truth. It will be exposed to you so that you can make the right decisions. So yeah, that that new moon and that square between Venus and Pluto is a big one. And you might feel it within your own psyche. You might have an episode go down in your own relationships that points this out, that there's this sort of power struggle going on. So, you know, just be there to witness what comes up and maybe keep note of it too. That's what following the planets and the transits are so great for is that you can be like, oh, this is what's happening you know, in the cosmos, and this is how I'm being affected. And it it gives you just sort of a way more detached awareness of your own processes and the things that are going on in your life. So you're not like wrapped up in, in the kind of swirl of confusion or emotion or whatever it is that you're experiencing. You can go like, oh, it's Neptune squaring Mars. It does help. It really does make a difference. You're way more like kind of calm and cool and collected when you know that stuff like that is going down in the cosmos. So what else do we have on the new moon? Like it, it's the Aries thing is just undeniably important. And the fact that we need to step into our power and be who we are and not be afraid of being who we are. And, and just by kind of, I guess, I'm thinking of like impulsing the, the cosmos with our authenticity and our light helps others do the same thing so that we can be there for each other and be, you know, a protective web of knowing and understanding that is circulating around the earth plane. So we need that. We need people to know and understand and see so that it's like a beacon of truth for other people to know and understand and see. And maybe we'll just get through this. (laughs) We won't all get exterminated. Fingers crossed. So what else do we have? After that, um, new moon, when you've become your, stepped into being your true and total self, we do have a good week coming up to kind of help you. um, Well, there's a little, there's a few glitches, but most of the week following that from like the 12th to the 18th is pretty supportive. Like you, you'll feel on the Monday, the, the moon will end up coming into a nice conjunction with Venus, which will give you like you'll get, you'll understand what you're doing. It'll it'll make sense and you'll feel at one with what you're valuing, which is a really nice feeling. On Tuesday, the 13th, we'll have um, a conjunction to Uranus, which can give you some like anxious energy and a square with Saturn, which can make you feel a little sad maybe. Like you might get, you're, you're emotionally triggered or, you know, be careful. You might just be prone to sadness or you know, low self-worth or having like a kind of burden day, like emotion, or maybe your own emotions are a burden. I know mine are a lot of the time. So you might be feeling like that. But there is also Tuesday ends with a really lovely trine between Mars and the sun where you can pick up the energy again. You can start to feel like, okay, I can move forward. This is a forward moving time, which is really lovely. There's a sextile on the 15th between Jupiter and the sun. And there, again, that's like fortune and luck and opportunity is is there. Just open your eyes. There's opportunity 
everywhere, all around us. On the 16th, it is a little tricky because there's a, a, um, a square, another square between the sun and Pluto. And that's like a power struggle. That is a definite power struggle. And it could even be between like your sun and who you are is like your identity is the sun. And with Pluto is like how we're evolving or what we need to do tra- to transform or what we're suppressing, what we're hiding, like the dirty secrets that we're keeping or, you know, the the addiction that we try to ignore or whatever kind of haunts you that you try to suppress. That, I think there will be a, a confrontation on Friday between you know, holding that beach ball of repression under the water and just like letting it up and seeing, you know, let the chips fall where they may because you've got to keep moving and transforming and evolving. And that's part of the process. The 16th, the same day after that difficult aspect in the morning, the evening, it has a a lovely trine between Mars and Jupiter. That gives us like oomph, like Again, this sort of lucky opportunity movement action situation. So maybe you need to like suddenly speak up for yourself or maybe an opportunity to travel. (laughs) Travel, that's not happening around these parts. But you might get an opportunity to connect with someone from around the world because Jupiter is very international. And now we all are internationally. Like most of my clients are from different parts of the world. So there is like an international like we're able to tap into the international world very easily now. So that kind of energy is there. There's opportunity again, move on opportunity. There's like action to be had, action to take that will move you in the direction of lucky things. So keep your eyes peeled for that. On Saturday too, there will be on the 17th, Mercury is going to be sextiling Jupiter and Mars. That gives us this like really clear thinking, we know what to do, all the plans are ready to roll, we can like make our move. It's that kind of energy. That's really good. That's like, like I really do think that things are lifting and and kind of morphing in a positive direction right now. We've just got to kind of keep our vibration high and focused on the lucky things and the opportunity and the ways in which society is changing in positive ways because I've no doubt that that there are a lot of positive things going down. My brother used to commute for two hours every day to get to the city and now he doesn't have to do that. So he got like two hours back and he's and they're never going to have an office again. And I've heard 60% of businesses will be staying home and getting rid of offices. So unless you're an office owner and you're going to be missing out on the rent, it's pretty fantastic for people to not have to you know, spend all their time in a commute, even for the planet, not to have to have the exhaust fumes and all those miserable miserable people in long lines driving every day is is changed. So that's good. That's me being super optimistic. <laughs> that's a really lucky thing. And then there's been a myriad of awful things too that have happened, but we all know what those are. So it definitely gives us an opportunity this weekend to stay conscious and stay aware. And then Sunday, the sun on the 18th will be conjoining Mercury. And again, clarity of mind, a super understanding about like what I'm going to do. And here's my list and I'm going to check it off. And my thoughts are really clear and my communication is really fortunate. And I'm able to, you know, see where I'm going and take advantage of opportunity. So that's all coming right after this new moon on the 11th. So very fortunate. 
very um, dynamic energy, all still under, you know, we're still feeling the square between Saturn and Uranus, freedom and control, which we still have to fight. But there's also this like, you know, there's bravery. There's like an emotional, intense braveness that we can get from this Aries energy. And we need to be brave. I think we all need to be very brave and, you know, move forward with clarity and and being very certain of what we know and what we don't know. Because we are like broadcasting our frequency into the ethers. And we want that frequency to be high because then we attract more, like we resonate with each other that are all vibrating high. So we don't have to be so negatively affected by what's going on if we so choose. Tricky, but totally possible if we just make that intention. So thank you so much for listening. That's it for this week. If you have any questions, feel free to contact me. And yeah, many blessings for this most fortunate, bold new moon in Aries. <laughs>